0: We just put him right to work now he gets in the studio and we're like okay to work you go get on those headphones Derek Richter is here with us it is on the level level eight is his company and he joins us in the studio every once in a while to tell us what we're doing wrong in our homes. Not really. Not, not right, wrong. Not, not wrong. wrong. right? What you He
1: comes after we've done something
0: wrong. That's when you
2: call me. That's when you call me.
0: I've done something horribly wrong to my carpet. Yes. Derek comes and helps.
2: We just got one of those this morning. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. What happened? Yeah, well, somebody we just cleaned for. Like, uh, we sp- had a syrup accident. We spilled syrup all over the hallway and... So Way to go out there and take syrup. care of it. Yeah. What syrup. do you do for syrup? Oh, oh. It, it, it just rinses right out with the hot really? water and pressure that we have. Yeah.
1: I suppose if you just use like regular cold water, it wouldn't because the hot water must break down the sugars and make it a little more.
2: Pliable. It, yeah, and then the pressure, obviously, when you're coming in at 400 PSI and you're blasting with 200-degree water, it rinses out a lot easier than if you're down there with just a little rag in your fingers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh,
1: level 8 steam cleaning and restoration. Let's talk about restoration just sure. a little bit. Yeah. So we I was just asking you, have you been getting a lot of calls? Because we're getting these weird, intense rains, and I know that sometimes those can leak in. But you mentioned, you know, sometimes it's it's not the big rains, it's right. not the big storms. It's you've had a toilet that's been dripping for three months. You've had a sink that you're not checking at all. Those things can cause huge problems, and then all of a sudden, then it's time to call level eight.
2: Yeah, and actually in the last two weeks, we've dealt with both of those. We had a kitchen faucet that had leaked and leaked down into their basement above their pool table, so we had to get out some sheetrock for them. And then we had another one where the wax seal under the toilet it wasn't didn't have a very good seal, so it's been leaking over time. And then after a while, it obviously builds up below it and then broke the sheetrock underneath it. And they started noticing and not, that's so we had to go in there and mitigate that and dry it out properly for them too. So, yes, it's not just the sump pump failures that we get. And if with how dry it's been this year, it's not nearly as many sump pumps as usual. But we still get the tub overflowed or the sink leaked or toilet overflowed or the wax seal was not sealed properly. And all those continue to add up. Everything you use in your house is water. Dishwashers, washers, all that stuff. Any of that can leak at any point. So the biggest thing is don't just wipe it up and think it's gone. Have us come in there and inspect it, and make sure everything else is is done properly to dry it out effectively.
1: I remember a family member who told me, Yeah, I was in their house and all of a sudden we heard the sound of like a toilet tank filling. And I'm like, Uh, no one was just in the restroom. And he goes, Oh yeah, you know, like every like twenty minutes it starts to fill a little bit. And I said, Well, that means other water is going someplace else. And he's like, Oh, I'm sure it's fine. And like Oh, I'm going to say two weeks later, he told me like, yeah, it turns out it had been leaking for the last year and we just didn't think about it. And the water bill didn't go through the roof. It wasn't like it was draining. And so it was the wax seal. And so a little bit of water just every now and then leaks and leaks and leaks. And before you know it, when you pull that toilet off, my God, if you're on the second floor, you're lucky you didn't fall through like into the kitchen yeah. at one point. Yeah,
2: that's just it. And those the wax seals, it'll leak so slowly, but it won't go over the floor. So you might never see the water, but it goes underneath the floor and it gets on your subfloor. And when that happens, we do a lot of times where we'll tear the toilet out and then we'll pull the flooring back. And there'll be mold on the subfloor underneath because it's been leaking for so long that mold has grown underneath the flooring on top of the subfloor
0: okay that is terrifying yeah
2: it happens all the time like can
0: you check under my toilets for me real quick (laughs) not unless we tear some stuff up (laughs) oh my gosh
2: that's just it it's frightening
1: so we we call you after this happens, mm-hmm. and people of course think doom and gloom, right? Like, right. oh no, this has been leaking, and it, you know, no, no wonder there's that little brown spot on the ceiling. ceiling for yeah, a long time. It happens
2: all the time. Bubbles in the ceiling or whatever in the basement. Yeah.
1: And so you come in and you're able to help them figure out exactly the best course of action.
2: Right. That's exactly it. So we'll come in there with our meters. We have moisture meters that can test sheetrock, they can test concrete, they can test wood, and then we also have a carpet probe, so we can go in there and we can find out where. Okay, where it's. And then we just kind of go out from there and find where it stops. And then we mark all those areas with just some painter's tape so we can snap photos and see exactly what's been affected. And then we give them the options of here's what we think we should do. Our recommendation I should say here's what we think should be done to mitigate it properly back to a dry standard. And then they go through the whole process. And typically, I mean, nobody really ever says, no, don't do that. Just do a little bit because then you could have potential damage. And that's when I'm like, "Mm, that might not be the job for us. So we make sure we get it back to a dry standard so you will not have any more secondary problems.
1: And in some cases, do people say like, well, listen, would any of this ever be covered by my homeowner's insurance? So, you know, if this was a failure of a piece of equipment, but I'm supposed to have some pump coverage. I bet you are just an expert at saying like, yep, this is this is what I think you should approach and have a conversation. And I'd be more than happy to email you all of the details about what we're going to do.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't say an expert because who's really an expert on insurance other yeah, than insurance call. themselves. But <laughs> even those people are making it up <laughs> I, I never, I always say, I never speak for insurance companies, but typically this is what happens. We'll walk through the process. And if they want to get their adjuster on the phone or their insurance agent on the phone, I'll also give them my information as far as what I think needs to be done, what the cause of it was, what we need to do to to mitigate that problem but we do deal with insurance a lot i've learned a lot of stuff about insurance over the years and insurance companies are really good actually we very rarely have any issues on water damage losses where you know when we lay it all out and we document everything that there's ever been a problem of them covering it some pump policies are a rider you know that's a rider on your policy so if you have a sump pump you don't have a coverage for it make sure you find out if you do and add that to your policy because that's not just included in your homeowners
1: check your toilets and underneath your sinks uh sump pump riders Derek Richter, you're just a man with so much knowledge. <laughs> yeah. I have a question about the lakes area sure. for you. So uh, everyone's really enjoying the lakes right mm-hmm. now. and But we are talking about, well, Labor Day weekend's right around the corner. That means October's there. Talking about getting the cabin done for the winter. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend to have someone have their carpets done right after the season and as they're closing up for the winter or right away in the spring before they use it?
2: You can do either one. Obviously, we'll recommend either one because you can do it at the end of the year, and then when you get there, you don't have to worry about freshening it up. Everything's good to go when you open it back up, or you can do it when you open it back up and say, you know what? it's sat here for a few months. We haven't been in here. Let's do it right when it's fresh, and we get in there, and then you can— but there's really no wrong one to pick, but it all that depends on a personal preference on when you would rather have it done. But we see it both ways. A lot of people want it done when they're wrapping it up and they've got everything put away, and then when they come back the next year, they don't have. That's one less thing they have to worry about. Not only that, but when you clean it, at the end of the year, you move all the small things off your carpet and you get rid of some stuff maybe you don't need. Yeah. And so then when you come back, it's like all that clutter is gone because they had to move some of the stuff to get the carpets clean. So
1: now, when it comes to something like if they want their grout cleaned, because I know tiles mm-hmm. a big hit down nope. at the lakes area. Yep uh i mean you could clean grout for them this fall and then they come back to bright shiny grout next uh, next spring
2: exactly and i always tell people they're like well we shouldn't know if we should get our tile and grout clean so look at the edges and you can see what your grout color should be and then look at the main traffic area and you see what it is and what along the edges is usually a lot lighter than the stuff that you walk on so yeah definitely it's a and very similar process to carpet cleaning high pressure high high uh high temperature and then we go in there and we got the tools to clean the tile and grout and it turns out really nice actually
1: well, I love that. Are you taking how far out do you take appointments?
2: Um, we'll book as far as you want to. And once we put it in our system, you get an email notification then we text you the day of when we're on our way as well. So we'll take appointments. We'll book them out into the spring if people want to. They're on the calendar. So
1: All right. So if you already know you're hosting Christmas mm-hmm. this year, time to get on that
0: okay, schedule. Yeah, absolutely. But do it after the company comes. <laughs> right. Like, Why wouldn't you want it fresh
2: when they're do, gone? Yeah. Right?
0: So we did a little road trip last weekend and I was gonna have all these people in my car and I was like I'm not cleaning it before I do this. I'm going to clean it after we get back. So if you're going to host Thanksgiving... Schedule Derek to come after Thanksgiving. Because, Unless you're
2: really embarrassed by the look of it, get right. it done before. <laughs> right.
0: I suppose there's that as well. I always just think like after everybody else is on yeah, it. Yeah, that's there's, when I should get. And there's cleaned. really
2: no wrong time to right. have your carpets cleaned. And you know, just it's not only the cleanliness of it, but it's a health factor too. If people have asthma or some people have allergies, there's just a lot of dust mites and and dead skin cells that build up in your carpet over time. And just it, that was clean just really freshens it up and removes all that from your carpet.
1: And it's been so dry this year that. But I feel like because of that, it's been extra dusty. dusty. Yeah. yeah,
2: it has been it really does. dusty. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, there really isn't a bad time to have it done unless it's, you know, 10 below. Then we're not probably coming out because we deal with a lot of water. Do you do
1: This is going to sound weird. Do you do vehicles at all? Have you ever had somebody say, like, listen, the carpet looks so great here. How about coming in and checking out my Buick?
2: Yeah, we've been asked that. I haven't gotten into that. It's just we don't really have the tools that get into all the small crevices that you have in your cars and your floors and stuff like that. So I've kind of stayed away from that. And for the amount of time that I'm probably going to spend on it, you can go have it detailed and do the whole thing just because we're not just going to whip over it real quick. And it's not going to be a minimal charge. We're going to take our time on it. So I haven't really gotten into that vehicle cleaning. Okay, you let me know when you do because All right. a couple of years ago
1: I used uh, a pickup truck as a freezer during the winter. You don't oh. want to hear this story. No, I, should I don't. No, you frozen turkeys out a little oh, earlier yeah. than I did. So it's got a it's got a real stink oh. in yeah, there. That's it's got not a real good. smell. <laughs> <It's>
0: <laughs> the worst story ever. Oh. Uh, um, Derek remind our audience how they can reach you.
2: Absolutely. Give me a call at 701-371-0099 or find us at level8steam.com.
0: My husband literally texted us before you even said that and said, or turkey juice in a car. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. See, he remembers. It's oh, just, okay. that's it's not what you good. know
1: and it's who you know. And I know Derek Richter. All right. <laughs> Don't answer his
0: call if it's about his car. Don't do it. Okay. Level eight steam cleaning and restoration in West Fargo. Derek Richter, thanks again. You bet. Thank you.